Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawker, and Big Swing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final show of 2019. Uh, it has been a, a turbulent year, but a pretty successful year overall for us. Uh, a lot of big names, a lot of new friends made, a couple of new enemies, but that, that's Icon's business. Um, but uh, this also could very well be the final show on Blog Talk Radio, uh, and you know, for I, I hope that people at Blog Talk don't uh, don't cut us off for this. But uh, we're we're doing um, the Anchor FM thing. We're gonna at least explore it and and see how it goes. And if we got to go back to Blog Talk, we'll go back to Blog Talk. Uh, I'm sure they'd love to take our forty bucks every month. But uh, Anchor FM is free, and um, it's. Uh, it opens up a lot of new avenues and channels for us. So uh, chances are next week we'll be on anchorfm.com uh, site, and we will put that up on the social media for everybody to follow and everybody to uh, to tune in. Uh, I may even I may even do this just because I know a lot of people are lazy. A lot of people don't always check things. People get uh, complacent and they they just you know they don't read. So I might run a subsequent broadcast uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, just, you know, I, I might make a clip this week and just run the clip saying, hey, tune into this website. The show's on this website, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, obviously, Icon is here. Granny Hulkster is here. And uh, a very special guest who you guys have heard many times now on this show, uh, Otto Von Clutch, is here with us as well. Um, and is he a guest tonight? Technically, but is he an interview guest tonight? No. Uh, Icon, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit of why uh, Mr. Clutch is here with us this evening. Well, uh, I've been working with uh, Mr. Clutch about possibly launching another podcast, you know, because the Icon loves to be out in the mainstream media, and he does have an ego, and I figured 
uh, with out of my clutch, he's got an ego too, uh, and daddy issues. So I figured, why not put the two together? So uh, we're going to test him out as a co-host. And then uh, the good news is March 9th, because the icon will be nowhere to be around on March 9th, a brand-new podcast will be launched with Granny Hulkster and Big Swing called In the Clutches, ladies and gentlemen. And it's going to be hosted by Audubon Clutch. Now, uh, the icon will still be the producer of the show and will pop in from time to time. But the way well, it's a way for me to get my – Technically, I'm the producer. Yeah, but, it's, well, well, you know. Right. It is it's, 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 well, it's Check. a way for me to uh, – branch out and explore and get more people on uh, because uh, not like Big Swing said earlier, I got a lot of people that want to be on the show because they became my friends and I haven't put them on yet. And there's also uh, people that have became my enemies that are going to be on the show because I did not consider them when I had some of their competitors on. So we'll talk about that uh, as we go on. But I just want to introduce real quick who our guests are going to be. Uh, sure. We're going to have Stetson Blake Frost, who is the nephew of Lane Frost. He sure. owns the Lane Frost brand, so he's going to be talking to us about that. We're going to have Tony McClure. Uh, she is probably the greatest, and I apologize in advance, uh, Granny, but she is probably the greatest softcore porn adult film star in history. She's the one that you tune in on a Saturday night when the station was all funky. All you could hear was the audio, uh, audio, and every once in a while you could see like a blip of something. So she's going to be on with us. And we're also going to have uh, Brady uh, Genero. Uh, he is a uh, bucking uh, horse buck bronc rider, and he was injured here in Fargo a couple years ago, and he was featured in the movie The Rider, a movie about him and the accident. So he'll be talking to us about that. It's going to be a great interview today, and we're going to close out 2019 with a bang. And 2020 is going to even start even better because uh, I have a few other people coming on. Uh, Granny might be interested in this. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jarrett uh, Parsons Wrestling TV is going to be on with us, who is might want to launch us, our podcast, on his television network. Uh, as an audio thing, which would be nice. Uh, we're going to have wow, Misty yeah. Heat. We're going to have Misty Heat, and we're going to have Arkansas, get this, Arkansas Girls Wrestling. And I bet you what? Granny knows where Arkansas is. Oh, <laughs> you think, Icon? You think I know where Arkansas so is? So do the Clintons, oh, by goodness. the way. <laughs> What's that? I said so do the Clintons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, that's bad. Yeah, uh, they're basically a an all girls wrestling high school team, amateur sports. Uh, amateur well, is wrestling, it is it like and, scholastic uh, wrestling, or is it or is it like wrestling, like like what we talk about on the show? Well, like freestyle and Greco-Roman type wrestling. Oh, Olympic style. All right. Oh yeah. Now I yeah. that's actually so, funny. You see, I don't I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way, uh, which I have a tendency to do, but that's part of being the heel. Um, I uh, I want to ask them, and, and if they're listening tonight, just know that this is coming. Um, I don't know if you have seen 
any of the articles uh, out in in the news, which you know the news media is kind of biased, but these are these are real articles uh, about transgender athletes and and uh, boys who are biologically, and I'm not saying they're better at the particular sport, but biologically bigger, stronger, faster. Um, they, they're transitioning to become females or they identify as females and they are taking over uh, women's sports. And I, I was just wondering if they've ever had to deal with uh, a situation like that. Um, she, and that, that's pretty interesting because I just read an article about a girl's track, uh, a girl in high school who was going to go on college scholarship for track, uh, had to compete in a track meet against a couple of transgender athletes uh, who you know, who beat her and she ended up not getting the scholarship she wanted. They ended up getting one. And also a, um, a, a transgender athlete who's a boy biologically wrestling in the girls division, who has won like five straight Texas, Texas state titles uh, in, in women's in girls wrestling. Um, and so I just want to see if that's their opinions and their thoughts on that. So I'm actually pretty interested to talk to them um, and, and sort of get, get their take on, on, on those kind of things as well. I know it's kind of a controversial topic, but it's a real topic right now uh, that's going on in, in girls' high school sports all over the country. You know, it's funny you mentioned that real quick because uh, uh, I got another message on Facebook from a, uh, a uh, gal that was once a male and now a female, and uh, – she she's been listening to the show because apparently she's had some wrestling friends that have been our guests, and uh, she's wondering, well, how come you don't uh, ever, uh, uh, you know, ask me if I was prejudiced to transgenders and not having any like transgender athletes or any? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I said, hey, if you want to come on, uh, you're, you're you're free to do that. You can tell us about, you know, your life obstacles and what you went through yeah. if you want. And yeah, no. Just because we haven't that. booked them, just because we haven't booked them, doesn't mean we won't. We just, we just haven't. You know. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. That, that, that's what it is. I, I just. Um, we're I we're not against I, anybody here. No, no. We'll, 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 male, women, child, anything. I mean, if you want to come on and talk to us, uh, if, if it's legally allowed, <laughs> we will, we will do it. But here's the thing, though. Actually, I want to I kind of retort that a little bit. There's actually two people that are not allowed on this show, uh, especially if they're from Winnipeg, and uh, <laughs> if their name is Kevin Owens. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you have to worry about Kevin Owens because WWE uh, talent is not allowed on any other podcast besides Stone Cold's or Jericho's. Actually, not Jericho anymore, even, because he's an AEW. So nobody besides Stone Cold's or... WWE sanctioned podcast, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, but our buddy up there in Winnipeg, who honestly I don't have a problem with, it's just you two who don't really like them. Um, but uh, but yeah, that those two are um, those two are, are I guess an icon size band from the show, I suppose. Well, I don't and, really uh, I I don't really have any issue with that person up there, you know, but. Um, it is what it is, and if he wants to be rude to people, well, that's his opinion. I mean, everybody has one, and, you know, I I just 
ignore. <laughs> I try to ignore people like that because they're not worth it's my like time. Voldemort. It's like Voldemort. He who shall not be named. <laughs> they're 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 just not worth. He's just not worth my time. You know. So, I mean, I and uh, you know, life goes on. I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh no, no that's you, okay. No, just life life goes on. You know, and and you know, I I've. I've dealt with people like him before, and sometimes I think, and this is just Granny's opinion, be that as it may be, it is what it is, but, you know, people like that, sometimes I think they do that on purpose just to try to stir the pot and just see what kind of heat that they can get started and just get, because if someone responds to that kind of attitude, that's just feeding, like putting gasoline on a fire, and that's just to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you learn just to ignore people like that, they're not going to get that attention because they're not trying to, you know, if if people just ignore what they're doing and what they're saying, that kind of just makes that fire just kind of eventually fizzle out. Just just throwing that out there, guys. And, and Otto, I was going to let you know real quick, uh, this individual we're talking about doesn't like surfers, and he could study uh-huh. for two weeks and not pass the fifth test. Oh, man. Well, you know what? If he doesn't like surfers, that's okay. It's 2020 coming inside. We're going to just all positive. It's all good. Nothing but love over here. And our, our guest is going to be calling in from a 580 number, just so you know. Just a heads 580, okay. Okay. Um, but, Icon, real quick, uh, there, there was a guest we had on last night, a uh, Californian um, native, who uh, was a very good interview, actually. Nice. And uh, she knows Mr. Clutch. Um Oh, why am I blanking on the name? The one with with the leg who lost her Brandy leg. Garvin. Granny Garvin. Granny. Yes. Brandy Garvin, Last yes. Yeah. Oh, she's and, just uh, inspirational. She, oh, she is. And it was a very good in- interview. And, um, you know, very, very nice woman. And, uh, you know, it was really great talking to her. Uh, very good spirits that she's had despite her situation. So I always love to see that. Uh, she also knows Billy Bob or whatever the hell his name is, the, the red Jim man Bob. there. So we're trying to... Jim, Jim Bob, Bob. yeah. So, so, so we're trying to set up a sort of a handicap, you know, missing a leg in a wheelchair. We're, we're, we're trying to set up sort of a, a Howard Stern whack pack type, you know, uh, handicap fight, which I think uh, would be awesome as well. So um, now, uh, Icon, I do have, based on what the intern's telling me, I do have the 580 number on. Um, I don't have... Uh, Monday Night Football tonight, but I do have college bowl games. So I'm going to uh, jump over there and see how that's going. Uh, I'm going to put them through. You can introduce them. Uh, I will have a headset on, so I'll be able to hear. So just, I guess, go to me when, uh, when, whenever. But uh, I'm going to put them through right now, so do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to step in the ring with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the nephew of the most famous bull rider in the history of the business. Ladies and gentlemen, and he's hoping to carry on his name. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stetson Blake Frost 
Hey, how's it going, everybody? Seth Frost here. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon Big Swing and Grandma Hulkster. How are you, Stetson? How's it going, buddy? I'm good. How's it going, man? Good. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we're going to kind of get into this uh, okay. uh, about uh, the company that you own, the Lane Frost brand. But uh, real, real quick here, uh, we do thank you for being on with us, and it's it's really awesome that you are. And uh, for those of uh, – and I'm going to try not to get emotional during this because I do every time I talk about it, so you have to forgive me. But uh, the movie Eight Seconds uh, – kind of chronicled the life of your uncle, Lane Frost. And, uh, you know, we all, we lost Lane way too early. And uh, his memory lives on through your company. And we'd like to have you tell us a little bit about uh, what your company does and uh, uh, what is it like being part of the Frost family. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for being a fan of Lane's for one. And I'm I'm honored to be on here as well. I enjoy uh, telling, giving Lane's testimony in hours for sure. Uh, so basically, the company four years old. Um, I wanted to do something to honor Lane my whole life, and didn't know what it was. And I made some hats about four years ago, and kind of snowballed from there. Um, being his nephew is really cool. Uh, it's an honor, you know. My uh, my last name's on every box, along with Lane's full name, so it's it's very personable. You know, we take pride in our customers and pride in what we do. Uh, we give back to a lot of uh, our athletes. We got a lot of kid athletes and stuff we sponsor, and uh, you know, we dish out products. We give them exposure. We connect them with other uh, sponsors and things like that to help them. And we actually own a Bible company as well, uh, and we give uh, proceeds, you know, to that Bible back to itself to uh, keep that Bible legacy going as well. And why we did the Bible thing was, uh, you know, a lot of people that aren't interested in the Bible might not ever read it. But when they look at it and see a bull rider on the cover, some people are like, what's that about? You know, and they get in there and get in the nitty gritty. So it's really cool. But, uh, no, it's, it's been cool. It's been, a, it's been a fun run so far. And I hope I can continue Lane's Legacy on for many, many more years to come. That's awesome. And uh, we'll kind of uh, – I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll kind of go around the table here and uh, kind of go around the room here, and uh, uh, everybody can uh, ask their questions. So when you decided to launch the Lane Cross brand – and I, 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 the, the Bible uh, company is interesting. We're going to talk about that, too. I, I was unaware of that. Um, so is, uh, your, is it uh, your mother or father that was uh, Lane's – uh, related to Lane. Okay, so uh, the movie doesn't portray Lane having siblings, but he does. You know, spoiler alert. Uh, he has an older sister and a younger brother, and my dad is his younger brother. And uh, your your father's name is, if you want uh, to say Co- his His name's Cody Frost. So, you know, one of his Cody good friends Frost. was uh, Cody Lambert, but it's not the same guy. Co- Cody was his brother's name also, so Cody Frost. And uh, with the Lane Frost brand, do you do you tour uh, on the the bull riding circuit or the rodeo circuit, or are you basically just uh, mail and internet orders? Ninety uh, percent is uh, website e-commerce only. Uh, we do have a lot of wholesalers. Uh, we have a big account with Boot Barn. We have numerous other small smaller uh, store chains that carry us throughout the United States, and probably over six hundred stores nationwide. 
So our warehouse, our wholesale, and our retail through the website is really busy. Um, on the event side, we try to hit all the big events in Texas, uh, you know, San Antonio, Houston, Austin, Fort Worth. Uh, we try to hit all those. We do the NFR every year, the uh, finals in Vegas. We actually was there 15 days this month. Um, and we try to go to the PBR finals, too, in November in, in uh, Vegas as well. But it, it's a hit and miss. You know, there's a lot of states I would love to hit their big events, but I don't have the manpower or the physical time to hit all the events I would like to. Uh, Stetson Frost is our guest here. We have 25 minutes here with Stetson. So let's kind of go around the room here. Uh, we'll uh, go with Brandy, then we'll go with Otto, then we'll go with uh, Big Swing. So, Brandy, what do you got for our guest, Stetson Frost? Well, it's just a true honor to have you on here tonight on our show. I mean, I I love to watch the rodeo. I love to watch – I mean, bull riding is probably one of my favorite um, – things to watch in rodeo i mean we have we i I live in arkansas so we always have the rodeo of the ozarks every year and then after Mm -hmm. rodeo of the ozarks we always have a big bull riding competition you know pbr come in you know bull riding and and lane frost i mean anybody that's ever watched a rodeo or seen a rodeo i mean and eight seconds. I I love that movie. I mean, that movie was absolutely amazing. So it's just a true honor to have you as a guest on our show tonight. Um, now, are you? Do you ever do anything like bull riding or anything in a rodeo? I mean, I don't. Um, I was never an athlete. I was always a fan. Um, I'm a I'm a little bigger guy too. I'm not built like a bull rider, so. Uh, Never worked out for me. I'm uh, I'm 33 years old too, so it's a little late in life to try to jump into something like that. But uh, I've always been a big fan, um, huge, and I'm a collector. Like I collect sports memorabilia, and I actually just, uh, you know, I just won a UFC gloves a few minutes ago by one of the Gracies. You know, that's how I am. So like being a nostalgic collector of things, I'm like, man, people, you know, want things of Lane too. So that's why we do the limited edition buckle and things like that. But mm-hmm, on the personal mm-hmm. side of me, you know, I, I've always been business-minded. I've always worked in retail, and I would max myself out in job positions to a point where it's like, well, I can't own the company, so let's move on. And I, I just kind of found my niche in this, you know. Okay. Well, that's awesome. But like I said, it's just, you know, I, he was an amazing man. And, and like Icon said, he was taken away from the rodeo world, you know, way too soon. I mean, you know, when when he we lost him, I mean, that was a great loss to me. That was a great loss because he was such an amazing bull rider. I mean, he he knew what he was doing, and he and I I always loved, you know, like I said, watching him. You know, mm-hmm. so I I I, I too am a, a big fan. I I too am a big fan. You know, so. Uh, that's what I've got, Icon. I mean, uh, Stetson Frost is our guest here. We got uh, 22 here, uh, uh, 22 minutes here with Stetson. Uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go to Audubon Clutch, then uh, I'm gonna uh, t- we'll go to Big Swing, then we'll come back to me. I'm gonna ask you a few ego questions to see if we wouldn't be able to uh, get some gifts from you for uh, some giveaways. We'll talk oh, about come that. Come on, second. Icon. Uh, Audubon Clutch. Uh, out of on class, we got Stetson Blake Frost here. What do you have for our guest? Twenty-one. Hey, what's what's going on, man? It's great to have you on. It's uh, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. 
And what what drives you to? Uh, I heard you made this brand four years ago. What kind of what what driven you? What drove you to uh, to actually you know create this brand? I mean, obviously you know your family legacy is a big thing, but uh, what really what what motivated you to do this four years ago? I felt like Lane's fans needed something. Um, there was there was a lot of the hype and requests for things of Lane, and honestly, when I did this, it was it was just an accident. I wanted to make some hats. I was a hat guy. Thought some buddies would want some, and you know, it went from I started it with six hundred dollars out of my pocket to where there's you know there's two hundred thousand dollars of inventory sitting behind me. So it, it just it just blew up exponentially in four years. I feel like we're years ahead of ourselves. But what drove me to that was like I said earlier, I just. I always maxed out positions and jobs and never felt fulfilled. And I'm one of those, I kind of like to uh, work on all aspects and use as much of my brain as possible. So I, I did this and it started taking off and just, you know, it started flourishing from there. And, and you know, now we have a, a cologne fragrance where we're actually working on a root beer right now. It's going to be a Lance Ross root beer. Uh, we have all these uh, licensing deals in the works and, and all these things kind of moving and, and and a lot of people they look at this and they're like, but why him? And you know, there, there's so many factors. You know, he was he was very charismatic, very handsome. He was kind of a clothing trendsetter. Uh, there was a lot of photography and commercial type things done with him. You know, way before this stuff was cool. Back then, there wasn't a thing as a sponsor hardly. You know, there there wasn't any sponsors really in the '80s for bull riding, other than you know your local towns that the rodeo was hosted in. And now it's this big, you know mega thing where the PBR looks, you know, looks like a NASCAR event. You know, there's just banners and sponsors all over everybody. And for, for a guy to be as famous as he was without internet or social media really going on back then, that's what blows my mind. So this to me, uh, what drives me is one, honoring my family, like you said, but two, being able to uh, see a kid get one of these hats and just light up because so they got their, their hero's hat. So are you a guy that right. did a lot of screen printing and things like that? Or, I mean, is this just something that, like, you, you physically made these shirts yourself, like, you know, in the garage, you know, for your family? Or was this something that you actually – it's just because you said you started making hats and whatnot. So how did that come about? Well, I have a family friend that has a screen printing, and we – you know, I was working for him a little bit doing sales and stuff and started kind of messing around with it. And there was a local embroiderer there where I was at, and I was like, you know, what, hey, I want to buy a batch of hats, and then here's my logo blah 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 and i printed actually the first few runs of my shirts i printed them physically myself um Man. so because i wanted to, i wanted to see all aspects you know now that i'm on the other side of it where you know i have uh companies do my my products in-house and ship them to me there's no middleman you know they come straight from the horse's mouth the person the company that makes the shirt or the company that makes the hat uh because now in the volume i mean we'll you know we'll do you know we'll do uh Four thousand hats a month on the website. So well, we we're gonna really... do a Shark Tank tonight. We ain't Shark Taking yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But uh, no. so facility facility wise and material um, machine wise, what I would have to have to maintain that. And and a lot of people think, oh, you have this customer service. There's twenty people. It's me, my wife that's a hygienist full time, and then we have one girl that fills orders. So and who does the social the media? Who does all the social media? I see you have a quarter of a million followers on Facebook. That's Thank a big you. deal. Man, that's me by myself. Um, wow. And I have so in four re- I years, you got a quarter of a million. Down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Between that Man. and Instagram, yes, sir. And I will give some credit. I, I uh, recently hired a marketing team in the past year, and they help us on our, our email side, You know, sending out emails to our current customers and doing the Facebook advertisements. 
but the actual general posting you see day-to-day Facebook, Instagram, that's oh all God. me, buddy. Awesome, brother. That's badass. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. What? And the cool thing is, now that you've been on this show, uh, you're going to have uh, 3 million followers by the time you're done here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Stetson Frost as our guest here. Uh, we have uh, 17 minutes here left with Stetson, and then uh, we'll go to Big Swing, then we'll come back to me. Uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest? Stetson Blake Frost, Lane Frost brand. Uh, well, I mean, living living in New York, um, I don't know as much about bull riding um, other than, you know, the mechanical ones. You see the, uh, the college, uh, drunk college girls riding at bars, but um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy – you know, the idea of the sport, I enjoy the idea of, of something that brings a community together. Uh, I have a lot of friends who have moved to Texas and certain areas and, uh, they talk about the sport and, uh, what it is. The only time I ever get to see it is, you know, summertime at the fairs and stuff upstate. Um, that, that's about it. But, uh, down here in, uh, in, in New York, I don't really get to see much of it, but I, I guess, um, I guess the main thing for me, uh, would be, when it comes to this sport, you said you never really were an athlete, but you were a fan. Uh, and, and it sort of came, it sort of hit me a little bit because, yeah, I, I mean, I was an athlete. I played basketball in high school and college. But when it came to wrestling, I was never obviously able to do it, but I was always a fan of it. And, and there were certain things that drew me to it for that particular reason. Why? Out of any other thing you could have chose to watch or be a fan of uh, growing up as a kid, what what was it about bull riding that that sort of drew you in that made you want to uh, pursue it and eventually make it into a career? His family. <laughs> well, well, it, well, yeah, it's family, but I mean, but I mean the sport itself. Because I mean, my brother does things that I'm not. You know, I'm like I really have no interest in that. I don't really care. Like he's true. a he, my, my 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 brother's a salmon yay. Uh, so for those for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a wine expert, which I mean I think is kind of gay, but that that's that's his own thing. <laughs> so he he does that as, as a server at a restaurant, and you know he's he's always trying to get me to try all these vintage wines and all this stuff, and I'm like, dude, I don't even care. I don't even like wine. I got you. So I mean, I so, so for family, <laughs> yeah. So for family, it doesn't always. I mean, I get it's family, but but the yeah. sport itself, uh, what kind of drew you in about it, if, if anything? Man, me, myself, personally, I, I love history of things. I love nostalgia, like, uh, you know, 50s, 60s. You know, those are obviously way times before this, but just the, the old Americana type feel. And I feel like rodeo is the closest thing we get to old Americana consistently today. You know, you've got people still wearing the traditional clothing they wore 50 years ago rodeoing. Yeah, they had to bring some helmets in and stuff because, you know, obviously the, the, the hurt factor and things. But it's so traditional and nothing's changed. You know, football has progressed so much through the years in rodeo. A man still puts a rope around a bull. He squeezes, he holds onto that rope hard as he can. And that's it. You know, you can't, you can't strengthen your hand any harder than you have for the past hundred years, you know, as, as a, as a culture, as a, uh, you know, as a foundation of who we are. So those things just, I don't know, like rodeo just is so nostalgic to me. So that was one aspect. And then obviously like, like y'all were, bantering about was the family thing i mean i thought this i thought this guy hung the moon my uncle i mean and people are always like well how do you relate to, you know why why him why why is this clothing brand done so well and i'm like i don't know how else to say it but he's michael jordan of bull riding 
and no matter what, he will always be. Nice. All right. That's that's a, I, got, I got what I was looking for. <laughs> well, we have uh, we have uh, Stetson Frost here with us. We got 13 minutes here with uh, Stetson. So I'm going to ask a few uh, ego questions here for you real quick, oh, and then we'll uh, ask you a few other things. Uh, now, uh, first off, the first thing you have a question is the icon made you a couple of collector's cards. What do you think of those? Yeah, those look great. Thank you. Awesome. And uh, if I were to uh, send you an address, you think you might be willing to send us some uh, some goodies that we can give away to our listeners that are uh, logged in right now? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you off some stuff uh, next week for sure. Because uh, uh, we have a. Uh, we have an individual, uh, and uh, one one of the gifts that if he could send it to us, uh, one one of those Bibles you were talking about, uh, yeah. his name is uh, Brady Gendero, and he was in the movie The Rider. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but it's a movie based on him. He was injured here in Fargo about two years ago. They said that he would never ride again, and he's back riding now. He got kicked in the head by a horse. Yeah, no, I kept up with his story in the movie and everything. That was That was wild. Loved it. Awesome. So now you mentioned. I can Were you there for that? I know. I know you do pretty much everything in Fargo. I mean, if if there's an event outside of you know watching porn on your computer, you're there for it. I mean, if it's a social event in Fargo, you're at it. Were you at this particular event where he got hurt? I was. I was. Wow. And nice. Yeah. That's, so that's got to be even weirder for you having seen it in person and then watching the movie and following the story and really kind of knowing the details. Cause I mean, you were there, you saw it with your own eyes. So that's gotta be kind of cool. It, it is awesome. And, uh, so, uh, you know, the, the one thing, uh, Stetson, I find cool is, uh, first off your first name, it's just awesome. Uh, you Thank know, you. you've, I'm sure I'm, I'm always, you've, you've heard of the Stetson hat, obviously. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, is is that one thing that got you interested in making cowboy hats because of the name? Well, honestly, we do caps right now. We don't have any cowboy hats. I mean, that's something uh, we would probably do a licensing deal with, either American Hat, uh, Resist All, somebody that would come along wanting to work with us because uh, you're looking at a pretty high-end item, you know, anywhere from 150 to 500 bucks. So that would be something that I would have to collaborate with uh, – uh, and that's something too. All our products, we have high quality products. Like I don't mess around. I'm not gonna, you know, BS my way around trying to get in the game or something. We, we strive ourselves. My last name's on every box, so that's something. But long story short, uh, we do ball caps. But no, the Stetson hat. Yeah, that was kind of funny and cliche and and cool at the same time. That my name's Stetson. There's a Stetson hat. I'm Blaine Frost's nephew. Just kind of, kind of all married well. <laughs> and. uh well, you know, you mentioned uh, some of your your cool items. We have uh, we have Stetson Frost here. We've got about ten minutes here left with Stetson. Um, what are some of the uh, high sought after items that you sell? Uh, we do a coffee mug, and uh, the mug we have is actually the the company that makes it. They're, they're ridiculously nice. It's a the handmade ceramic heavy cup. They do all the cups for the White House, all the cups for the national parks. It's got a crest with our logo in it, and then when you tip the cup up on the bottom of the cup, on the outside of the cup, has a quote from Lane. Those are really sought after. Our cologne just dropped three months ago, and I think we've sold 4,000 bottles in three months. It smells that good. Um, 
And then, obviously, our belt buckles. We have limited edition belt buckles. We go out every year, and we make a new belt buckle. We do 300 of them. They're all serial numbered on the back. Once we sell out, we break the mold. We do a completely new buckle. Uh, so we have those are kind of our more high-end items. Now, the ball caps, they're just they're iconic. They're cool. People love them. People buy two and three at a time because they, wanna, they want something for every evening or every attire. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm proud of everything we carry. I've, you know, it's taken me four years of trial and error, but I can, you know, I stand behind the quality of everything we have. You know, and I like how you, you threw an iconic there. I'm sure there was a pun intended there. No, it just, it, that's, that's an iconic word, right? Icon, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the one and only, as far as I know, uh, we have a uh, Stetson Frost here. We got uh, nine minutes here left with Stetson. So, uh, let me ask you this. Now, you, you said your name is on all the products and you stand behind everything you sell. Let me ask you this. What is the situation? Uh, I, I'm not saying it's ever happened or ever will happen, but let's say that someone has an order and uh, they're, they're not happy with their order or they got it late. What, what do you do to make it right for the individual if they have an issue? Uh, depending on the situation, I mean, sometimes um, in retail and dealing with the public, you know, every hundred orders you're going to have two people that you, it's really, you know, hard to deal with. I mean, that's just life. Uh, we go through them. We check them. We make sure they're getting their products. Um, like, you know, I'll give you a Christmas example. We did, I think, 2,000 orders this month on the website, and I think we had about 40 emails come in maybe with either – you know, they were checking on the status of, if it, you know, where it was at or they got the wrong shirt size or they thought they were in. And a lot of times it's just misunderstanding. You know, they thought they ordered a medium, but they ordered a large. And, you know, we can only go off what they give us. Uh, but anytime there's something, you know, like I said, we try to work with the customer. If it's not something they didn't like, we'll, you know, we'll swap it out. And if it's just something they just don't want to deal with, we'll refund it, you know, as long as we get it back and it's in good condition. Um, if there's an issue on our end or we hicked up on getting an order out in time, I'll throw in some extra gear in there because that's my bad, and I want to show you that we want to keep you as a customer. So, again, like I said, on the product, if there's an issue with the specific product, it's a very rare, rare occasion. You know, we're, we're all human. Someone that stitches these hats, he puts it on the machine, he's human. There's going to be some hiccups here and there. But we do our, you know, if, if I'll just be honest, if, if someone doesn't like our company, they just, they just don't like us because it's not because we haven't been over backwards to help them. And, uh, you know, you mentioned you started uh, this four years ago. Did you, in your wildest days, honestly think it was going to take off like it has? No, no. Like I said, I feel like we're years ahead of ourselves. I, I, I expected, you know, oh, you know, who knows, maybe a couple hundred extra bucks a month, whatever. I had to quit my job two and a half years ago just so I could keep up with the demand. And, you know, it's also cool being your own boss. So we have uh, Stetson Frost here. we got about six minutes here uh, left with Stetson. So, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, you do the limited edition belt buckles, and then after you sell up 300, uh, you break the mold, and it's done. Now, let's say that, uh, you know, you know, you mentioned you're a sportsman and beer collector. I am myself. So uh -huh. I, I don't know if you'd want to answer this. I'll understand if you don't. But let's say that, uh, you know, you're kind of cruising on the Internet, right, like eBay, and uh, you see one of your products, like a limited edition Lane Frost buckle, you know, that someone bought from you and say, how much would one of those buckles cost, all parts for you? Uh, we sell them for 200 a piece. Okay, so let's say 
that you look on eBay and you see someone selling one of those for like a thousand dollars. Do you like? Do you get upset? Do you like write them and say, "Hey, you, you can't do that," or do you yeah. do you just like whatever? Sounds like Icon's trying to just basically ask you what he's going to do when you give him a belt buckle. He wants to make sure you're yeah. not going to get mad at him yeah. when he sells it on eBay, it sounds like. You want to know what the value goes up after they're all sold out? Or, no, I'm um, honestly, on something like that, being a collector, as you know, most people collect something, it's, it's a supply and demand thing, man. If you didn't buy one of those 300 when we had them, you know, and if you get on eBay and you see one, you know, for 400 bucks and you buy it, you know, I mean, you were the fool, I guess, but I'm not. That's not something where I feel offended. I'm like, hey, they got their buckle. I hate they're selling it because one day it'll be worth triple what they're trying to sell it for. But whatever. Uh, but no, only time we have an issue is if it's a current product. You know, if someone's mocking our product with another company or something like that, we you have to just see yeah. this. But on the side of selling something after they purchase it from us. That's just, you know, they got in at the right time, and the next person is, you know, at their leisure. Well, here, here's well, kind of the same thing, thing with it's kind of the there. same thing with tickets, Icon. Like you think of tickets to sports games, or tickets mm-hmm. to concerts, or tickets to whatever. I mean, you know, you go on yeah. StubHub or Ticketmaster or one of those, and some, you know, people go in, they gobble up all the tickets, and then they sell them on these third-party mm-hmm. sites and. You know they say quote unquote, they say quote unquote face value. It's not face value. It's it's whatever they want to sell it for, and people buy it. You're not buying yeah. from the venue. You're buying from somebody who, no. who wants to make a little money. So the same no. thing. It, and that's to me not necessarily an earned thing. You know, you literally just you lucked out or you set up all night and ordered it. You know, someone that you know has a certified autograph from somewhere and they went and stood in line for six hours or went to the went to the event, stayed all day, stayed all night, paid the $500 ticket to go get the autograph. You know, there, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a cost of doing business, and some things are, you know, worth that in a sense, whereas someone literally, they got in when the get was good, and now, now they're selling a, you know, a $200 buckle for 450 bucks. And we have had that happen numerous times on eBay. But like I said, that's not, that, ain't, that don't offend me at all. That's just a timing thing. Well, I will say this, though. Whatever you send us will be for giveaways, and I would not sell anything. If you would send me a belt buckle, I myself would add that to my collection. I'd put it on the shelf with a little light above it saying that this is from Stetson Frost to the icon. If you can make that happen, I will even send you a picture. I, I will even send you a picture of the lighted belt buckle on the collector shelf that I have. Oh, I thought you said you were going to send a picture of yourself. I said, oh, my goodness. As long as it's well, I'll tell you what. We got, we got about uh, – we got uh, Stetson uh, Frost here, Lane Frost brand here. We got two minutes left here. Uh, I, I'll send you that uh, address on uh, on Facebook, uh, Messenger, whatever you can send us. Uh, like I say, it's for giveaways and uh, uh, anything that you'd uh, want to send for me. Uh, we'll go in my collection, and uh, I will cherish it for the rest of my life. Uh, you know, even though these guys like to give me a hard time, like to try and get me in trouble, uh, it, uh, <laughs> I'm not like that. So, uh, but I'll tell you what, Stetson, you, you are, you've been awesome. And uh, if we haven't scared you away too much, hopefully uh, in the future you'd be willing to uh, join us again. Uh, that way we can uh, get you some more uh customers that are listening to our uh, show and our, our podcast. 
for sure, for sure. Just tell them to go check out LaneFrost.com and we're Lane Frost Brand on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, is there a, se- uh, a separate website for the uh, the Rodeo Bibles that you were talking about? No, we run the Bibles through the website, just LaneFrost.com. You can type in Bible. And we have English and Spanish. And uh, it's uh, both Testaments, I would assume, correct? Do what? It's both Old and New Testament, correct? It's actually just uh, New Testament, NIV. It's not the full-fledged. It's uh, New Testament. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Stetson, you have been you've been so awesome. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. And uh, when you see a uh, a spike in sales, you'll know that uh, the icon uh, helped you do that. Awesome. Excited to see it. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Stetson. Have a great day. Thanks, Stetson. Happy Thank New y'all. Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, bruh. Stetson Frost, ladies and gentlemen, what a great, great interview. I love that. Yeah, um, it's so always our cool next to see. Be calling in. Well, yeah, no, I'll let you know we'll when they calling. come on. That's one of the cool things about this show, Icon, is we don't just have uh, wrestlers on the program. Um, you know, we, we have all sorts of different you know, uh, avenues of business from, you know, Stetson, who we just had, we've had adult models, we've had, you know, actors, we've had people who have been in big movies. Um, you know, we, we, we've had pretty much everybody. So, um, that's one of the beautiful things of this show. And, you know, being the last show of the year, uh, it's pretty good to go off with a bang. Uh, I'm being told, um, there is an eight one eight on, is that our second guest? That's her. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm going to pop her through. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring right now. She is the hottest softcore adult film star in the history of Hollywood. And I am her number one biggest fan. I celebrate her entire catalog. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tony McClure. <laughs> well, hey, yes, this is Tony McClure, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Wow, what an introduction you gave me. Thank you very much. Now, uh, for those of uh, us that, uh, for those of our listeners that are too young that uh, that would not remember what uh, late night television like USA Up All Night is and stuff like that, Kind of fill us in of what uh, about what you uh, used to do and what you're doing now. Then we'll uh, then we'll chat with you. Oh well, um, no, I've been an actress and a model and singer and all kinds of things for quite a long time. I think in the era right after uh, Sharon Stone's Basic Instinct, a lot of movies were coming out that were erotic. Erotic thrillers were huge in the um, 80s and early 90s, actually all the way through the 90s. And um, I was cast in quite a few movies uh, that were similar to that, along with Shannon Tweed. And um, uh, there's quite a group of us. And, um, you know, it's, it's, there's no real sex, but it's definitely, you know, a lot of very sexy films. Yes. And, uh, of course, uh, one that we'll talk about in a little bit after I ask you a few questions, we'll go around the room, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tough questions. But uh, probably my all-time favorite movie of yours, uh, even though you did uh, murder five people in it, uh, Scorned <laughs> 2. 
uh, is the movie that I fell in love with you. And uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that. And, uh, like, you take Big Swing and Audubon Clutch, you know, they they were – they used to see you, like, uh, they used to sneak up late night and listen to just the audio when the the picture was scrambled. They could, like, maybe once in a while see something cool, uh, you know. Uh, I'm sure you've heard stories like that. Well, no, actually, I haven't heard stories like that, but I I do hear people that really like that film. And actually, I really liked it, too. Um, Sorry, if I sound a little sniffly, I have a cold, unfortunately, in California. There's been a lot of colds going around. But anyways, but yeah, A Woman Scorned 2 was actually one of my favorite movies that I did. But I was working on two projects at the same time. I was cast in a series um, on Showtime called Sherman Oaks. I don't know how many people have seen that. But I was doing that show and uh, Woman Scorned 2 at the same time. So I was working literally day and night. But um, it was a fun it was a fun movie. It really was. Um, I got to play a woman who was rather scandalous and yet um, a little mentally disturbed. <laughs> it's kind of fun to play characters that are mm, complex. And she's definitely very complex. And I got to... Uh, play a role that origi- was originated by Shannon Tweedup. So she was did Woman Scorned, and I did a Woman Scorned too. Andrew Stevens was the director and executive. No, she wasn't the director; he was the executive producer on the project. And it is not so. Uh, we have uh, Tony McClure as our guest here. We got 26 minutes with Tony, and uh, I wish it was the rest of my life that we could have with you, but we know that's not possible. But we'll kind of go around the room. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll go to Granny next. I don't know how much Granny might ask uh, you, but we'll go to Granny next. And we'll go to uh, our surfer boy out in California there, and then we'll go to Big Swing. So, Brandy, what do you got for our guest, Tony McClure? We well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pass, Icon. I'm gonna let you guys handle this interview. You know, I mean. Okay. Uh, well, let's go to our, our our server buddy out there in California, Otto Von Clutch. What do you have for our guest, Tony McClure? Twenty five minutes. Oh, man, thank you so much for being on tonight. It's it's a pleasure having you. The question I have for you is what do you – how do you get into different characters? Like that one day you said that you were doing two different movies or you're working on the Showtime gig and you were doing the movie at the same time. How is it hard for you to kind of mix in and out of character? You know, like you're going – probably working 18-hour days. How do you balance that out? How do you work two different characters like that in the same day and still have that emotion and passion? How do you how do you find that? Well, thank you. That's an extremely good question. Um, I my father was an actor. Those who may not know, Doug McClure, he was on the series of Virginia. So I grew up in an actor's family. Um, so I went. I took a lot of drama classes, and I I was actually a method actor. You know, I am still. You know, I, I'm not an extreme method actor, but you just t- try to derive emotions and things like that from, you know, your feelings and you try to draw from things. But the irony of the whole thing is that Sherman Oaks was actually a comedy. <laughs> and uh, so um, that was kind of interesting. So I was actually shooting mostly at night for well, A Woman Scorn 2, which was a psychotic character, a woman that was going through mental breakdowns. Um, and then, of course, during the day, I was playing. It was a comedy. So you just have to kind of draw from something at the moment. I am. I studied method acting for years, but I was the type of actor that would pull it as I got on set, and I would start to develop the character then. 
So I don't, I try not to drag it in all the way, all day, all day long. But that was a really good question. Here's a quick question real quick on that. Uh, just a quick follow-up question. Now you say that you were doing the psychotic character at nighttime. Do you believe that actually filming that psychotic character at nighttime, because, you know, the freaks do come out at night, do you feel <laughs> like that was more easier to be that character? Like if that character was during the daytime and the comedy was at night, do you think it, was, it still came out the same way? Or do you feel like uh, that's just uh, irrelevant? Well, you do have a little bit of a point because – you know, as an actor, you get you get influenced by the things that are around you. Um, right. In other words, if you're on set and you're walking onto a set that's very dark and dreary, and you're a method actor and you're, or any kind of actor, and you're trying to pull from the things that are around you, or if you have makeup that's put on and and then all of a sudden you start to feel the character, that's definitely some influences for sure. So, um, you know, I mean, where you are and what you're thinking and what you're feeling can influ- influence your performance absolutely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, that was the questions I had. Yeah, thank you for being on. That's for sure. And, you know, just I just want to throw that – I want to throw this out really quick. When she mentioned who her dad was, I still, to this day, still watch The Virginian on TV. Doug McClure was one of my favorite – I love to watch him on The Virginian. And, you know, I'm 57 years old, so, I mean – I watched The Virginian for years, but Doug McClure, he was an absolute oh, – I, I loved to watch him on that show. So. Oh, thank you so much. But I, I just want to – you know, and I just want to thank you for being on as well, you know. Oh, so. well, you know, my dad was a really good guy. Unfortunately, he passed away in 1995, and we were really, really close. And, you know, um, I actually – this is making me feel old, but I, when I was really, really young, I actually got to play a little orphan on the on one of the episodes – um, on their Virginian. So I, you know, I grew up around it and I enjoyed it. And, um, I don't know, my dad was cool, but um, I was just grew up in the industry. And so that's how, how I kind of fell into it. But, you know, he was a, he was a good guy. He gave me actually, I, I have a quick story for you guys real quick. Um, I had a part years ago that all of a sudden I was a replacement actor on a, on a project and I got the script the last minute and it was 10 pages of almost solid, my, my, my scene was 10 pages of almost solid dialogue that I had to learn the next day. And I called my father crying because I said, I can't get it. I can't. I, I'm never going to get these lines. I'm never going to get it. And he says, stop listening to – stop trying to learn the words and start trying to learn the story and feel the character and everything will come. Wow. And it did. Very powerful. And it did. Yeah. That's awesome. He, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tony McClure's our so, guest here. We got 21 minutes here with uh, Tony. Uh, we'll uh, go to Big Swing. Then I'm going to ask you. Uh, I'm going to ask you the tough questions. So be ready. Uh, Big oh, Swing, what do you got for our guest? Scaring Tony me now. Uh, the tough <laughs> questions. Yeah, That's funny. Um, well, the thing is, a lot of actors and actresses uh, in any role, um, and, and I'm thinking mostly of Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Heath Ledger here when I say this. Um, but they get into their character. They be, almost become their character for the time that they're shooting uh, 24-7, outside of work, you know, at home, wherever. Um, do you, is that something that you do as well? Like you sort of, like when you were filming movies like that, um, do you sort of become the mind state of your character for that time being? Or can you leave sort of work at work and, and still be, be successful? That's another really great question. Um, yes and no. Uh, because 
Mm. Okay, I did a movie called a ca- um, Caged Hearts, and it was, you know, your typical, you know, I shouldn't say typical. It was, it was a cute movie. It was good. I'm not saying cute. It was actually pretty heavy. It was about uh, two young women who end up in prison and for things that they didn't do, and basically mm-hmm. they get farmed out and raped and all this kind of stuff. And it wasn't an erotic film per se. It was more like a typical late 80s prison, you know, girls movie, you know? So yeah, sure, with some TNA, but the, it was definitely heavy. And there was this scene where my character was raped, and the director, this was not meant to be TNA cheesy. This particular scene was meant to be very real. Of course, I wasn't actually raped, but you know what I mean. And so I really pulled, I've never personally been raped, but I have, you know, I tried to draw on every fear and every challenge and everything that I could to play the character. And after I left the set, we shot till like, I don't know how so long. After I left the set, when I was on my way driving home, I was just, you know, kind of quiet. And I started really crying and crying and crying and crying. It was the most bizarre feeling. And I think because I had put myself in this emotional state of being really vulnerable and how scared it would be to have something like that happen, that by the time I was in my car and driving home, I don't know, it just all came out. And I'm not saying all actors are this way, but I think if you try to really imagine yourself in somebody else's shoes, it's empathy, that you can start to feel real pain or real anger or all of those things. But in general, you know, we're professional. This is a, this is a job and you're just trying to portray a character so that basically when they say, okay, cut, you take a deep breath and you're supposed to try to catch your breath, but it's not that easy. If you're really feeling that feeling and you're trying to do a good job and that that's hard. That's, that's my take on that. That's a good question. Uh, Tony McClure is our guest here. We got uh, 18 minutes here. Uh, I'm going to ask some movie questions, uh, and then I'll understand if you don't want to answer them. I'll understand, but uh, should I just say no? I like to do real. Yes. No, 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 no. (laughs) Well, you're making me nervous. Well, look, I. Well, no, look, I've seen your movies. I know what you're capable of, so I I won't go too far into things. But are we talking about uh, the murdering part or the simulated sex part? <laughs> uh, that, well, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. But okay. I'm going to ask okay. this question first. All right. Now, uh, I mentioned that I celebrate uh, uh, a big catalog with all your movies. I mean, I have uh, Inside Out 2, Assault of the oh, Party yeah. Nerds 2. I have oh. Midnight Tease 2. I have Vice Academy oh. 5. I have Scorn 2. I have Explicit Dreams 2. I have, uh, what else do I got? Uh, I got Lee the Lee Pleasure Sean? Zone. Uh, I got the X-Force 3. Yeah, I, I have that. I have Cool Intentions 2. Uh, wow. You know, I have Legally Blonde. Yeah, uh, up there, uh, up there I, in Fargo, uh, North Dakota, they still use VHS. You've got them all on VHS tape. Oh, my God. Because, you know, that, I got to say, that's the part that's crazy. It's like now everything's like, uh, anyways, VHS. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, so, uh, okay, so here's my question. With the exception of Legally Blonde 1 and 2, uh, you were never really in any, uh, you know, I mean, you've been in part two and part three and part five. Uh, did they not realize that uh, you would have been great in all all of them, or did they uh, need uh, extra video sales, so that's why they called you? What, what was the, What's the situation with that? What, what are you talking about, Legally Blonde? 
Are you talking about League? Wait, which movie well, are you no, talking well, about? Well, no, like you know, you were in you were in Scorn Two and Illicit Dreams Two, but oh. you weren't in Part One. And you were, you know, that's that's that's. Oh, what I mean. the reason why I wasn't in Part One. <clears throat> okay, the backstory on that is um, Shannon Tweed, who uh, was the original actress who was was doing all those movies. Um, had decided that she wasn't going to do them anymore. And Andrew Stevens, if you're familiar with him at, at all, he, um, n- nice guy, wonderful actor, he was executive producing and directing all these films, and he was starring in some of them. It was actually in uh, Scorn 2, as well as Scorn 1, um, that he, um, the Shannon was going to quit. And so they did this huge Hollywood search for the next Shannon Tweed, quote-unquote. And that was when, like, you know, Sharon Stone was a big thing, Basic Instinct and everything like that. And basically, most women in town, because that was a thing, Reggie Diaries was really in, blah, 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 wanted that gig. Um, so that's how I ended up, I went in and auditioned, and I got the part. That's basically it. So, and because Andrew Stevens was producing all these movies, that's why I'm in a lot of those, because Andrew Stevens is connected to those, yeah. That and, you know, for... The, for Right, and you know, uh, Shannon Tweed, I'll admit I'm a big fan of hers too. I'd like to get her on the show. I don't know if you have any contact with her, but uh, um, uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite things that she did was uh, she was in a TV show uh, on HBO called First and Ten, uh, starring her as one of the general managers and uh, 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 unknown actor at the time, uh, O.J. Simpson, who played T.D. Oh my Parker. God! So right. yeah, for those of you who uh, it was called First and Ten. It lasted six seasons. So if you want to check oh, that wow. out, go ahead. I but, forgot uh, about I would that. recommend, That's the interesting thing. Yeah, I would recommend buying all of Tony's movies first. Uh, <laughs> and Big Swing and is correct. And you guys correct. know I'm a singer, uh, right? You guys know, you know I'm a singer too, right? You're familiar with Tony Payne to at all? That I'm getting to that. Yeah. Things work oh, now. Let's hear a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm, I can't I'm, sing I'm right now. I've got a cold. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I, you, you kind of stole my thunder. We have Tony McCurry. we got 14 minutes. Oh, darn minutes. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, hey, uh, like I say, I've seen your movies, so don't get upset. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I hope that statement doesn't upset you. But anyway, uh, anyway, uh, back to what we do. So I'm going to ask you this question because you brought it up. You brought it up first, and then uh, we're, we're going to talk about your singing real quick. And then we'll, I will also okay. want to talk about uh, your horse training. Um, okay. Now, the simulated sex scenes. Now, you obviously are not making love to your coworker in the films, but uh, I'm kind of curious on how that's set up. Are you guys, like, wearing, like, pasties and yes. cover stuff up so nothing yes. gets bumped? Or yes. what happens? Would okay. Well, you just said it. That's exactly it. There's no physical doubt. There's no, uh-uh. If you ever see anything, somebody standing there, it's like it's movie magic. And they, and they look naked. They might be naked while they're standing there. But when, when you actually touch the person and you're connected, there's no body contact whatsoever down there. It's, there's patches. Uh, not, to, not to be gross, uh, but that's uh, exactly what it is. And it is the same with any movie that you see, and unless, I, unless they're doing something different. But I'm talking about major motion pictures. Um, they're the same, they're, you know, in love scenes and stuff. They usually put some sort of patch. It's not comfortable. It's taped on. It's like half of a G-string taped on. It's really, really awkward, but that's the actual fact. <laughs> and and when, you, when, you're, when you're filming these scenes, they're obviously closed set, so you are, you are semi-nude, but uh, 
Uh, like you yeah, have like certain people on set and that's heck. it. It's awkward as heck. Now this is going to blow your mind. The lower budget movies like Scorn 2 and whatnot, anything like that, a simulated sex scene is actually pretty, it goes by pretty quick. It, you know, it's um, because it's a low, but lower budget film and, you know, not terribly low budget, but they're trying to hurry up and get the scene shot. If it's an upper budget film, like a higher budget film, you're going to be naked all day. <laughs> so actually the films <laughs> that you see that are bigger budget, they were naked all day, a lot longer than the lower budget movies are. And he's just, and it gets awkward because, you know, you're, you're, even though it's a closed set, you know, you got your crew, you it is so not sexy. It is so not romantic. It's just none of the above, but you know, you, it's, it, it's like anything else, you know, like when I play characters that were killers and murderers, you know, and I've, I'm also a martial artist and there's fight scenes and whatnot and there's anger and your blood flying and all this kind of stuff. And it's choreographed. It's literally choreographed. So, you know, you, you know, you're taking a step and a spin and a punch and a, and a, um, and a crescent kick. I hate to say it, very similar to the to the simulated sex scene. So now, my, did you do your own stunts then? On a lot of the movies I did, especially martial arts, I did um, my own stunts because I do do martial arts. I do a lot of it, yeah. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> see, you guys, this is one reason. This is one reason why she doesn't have a restraining order on me because she can beat my beat my ass without uh, needing a restraining order. That's right. You you need to remember my character in a woman scorned. I could just come after you if you're not careful. Um, right. Maybe I'm that, a that's really, like I said, extremely good method actress. Maybe I really am. <laughs> right. Well, see, that's why I, I, I'm turning on Whitewater. We got uh, Tony McCreary. We got ten minutes left. So now you mentioned that uh, you're a singer. You know, I put out a a comedy album uh, about three years ago that went aluminum. Uh, tell us about your singing career <laughs> and uh, uh, what you put out there. Uh, <laughs> your your album went aluminum. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, it did. You know, it was aluminum. Two copies. <laughs> no, um, well, I I back in the eighties, I I uh, released an album called Tawny Kane. Um, it was under the name Kane because uh, my first husband, Jonas Kane, who was in Journey, uh. And he produced it with me. We worked together. And um, I had a top 40 single called Holding On. And I toured and whatnot. And then after that, with the Tawny Kane band, um, we wrote songs. I wrote songs with my band and performed songs for the Terminator soundtrack, the original soundtrack for Terminator. Not not the score, but the uh, bunch of songs. And, um, yeah. And then I was singing for a long time. I was a singer for a long time, actually. I'm just kind of this weirdo, kind of a jack of all trades. I'm just, you know, I, I, I try to follow my passions, you know, wherever they lead. And, um, yeah, I sang for quite a few years. And then I was with RCA Records and then WTG CBS Records and then um, all different kinds of labels. And then um, just started to have a family and do other other things. So that's just that's just life. <laughs> but I still no, like the same ones. I hope you won't. I hope you won't be upset with me saying this, but uh, uh, Journey is my fiance's favorite group, and uh, okay. I happened to get—I got to meet the band. Uh, I got to sneak backstage when they were here in Fargo, uh, and uh, they autographed a picture uh, for my fiance, and they—they they even sent it, uh, sent the the picture back to the original lead singer and had him sign it too. Um, well, that's good, Steve Perry. And, that's uh, awesome. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I met them all, and uh, right, and Johnny Kane. I, I mean, I'm not saying it because he was your ex, and you know, you'll probably hate me for saying this, but he was just no, an no, awesome no. guy. Oh no, no, you no, know? no, no, no! He's a good guy. We were. I was. I'm quite a bit. Well, I'm, I'm younger than him, and I think I. I think I. You know, gosh, I got married. I married him when I was 21, and you know, he was 30, and we were just in different. You know. <sighs> time zone, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? And then um, right. that's really, that's, that's the simplest way I can kind of describe it, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and I wanted I, to do different I, things. I, I, did, and, you know. I mean, I did mention to him how I was a, a big, I, I, I actually said to him, and uh, he kind of kind of gave me like the people's eyebrow kind of thing. I said, I, I'm actually a fan of your ex-wife more than I am you, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I told well, him yeah, he, he probably kind of raised his eyebrow, you know, but he and I are fine and I'm really super good friends with his brother. And I mean, we're just, we're still, we're still totally fine. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, it is what it is. He's remarried and, you know, it's natural. He's going to kind of go, re. <laughs> I'm remarried too, you know, uh, so it's all normal. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, my big wedding day is September 26, 2020. And, oh, good. Uh, Congratulations. I'll be there. And uh, and uh I'll be there too. Uh, uh, I'll send you I will definitely send you an invitation as well. You can sit next to Victoria Redstall. Oh, you're so sweet. Um as a matter of fact it'd be my honor if you were there. Uh that way I wouldn't have to send all my videos to you. I can just have you autograph them here in September. Uh oh, so yeah, Tony McClure. Um so now, uh, you're also, uh, your current passion right now is horse training, is it not? Yes. Well, actually, I wouldn't say current. It's been all along, all along. Um, I have, because my father was, for those who knew, like I was uh, saying earlier, um, was on a series called The Virginian. He was a real cowboy, actually, a real horseman. Um, he started off as a horseman, uh, as an act, and then actually even before he was doing movies. But anyways, um, so I grew up riding horses. It's, it's part of my passion, you know? So all along when you were liking my movies and everything like that, I had a place in, in Northridge and I had my own little tiny ranch and I had my own horses in the backyard and I would go to the jumper shows and everything. So I've been doing it the whole time. I've been riding and competing and showing and all this stuff. And then, oh gosh, about 15 years ago at a, a ranch that I keep horses here, you know, the owner, one of the owners said, you need to be a professional trainer and I said, no. And then they said, no, Ellen, you know, we need one. And, and I went, wait, can I, can I write it off? <laughs> so I'm making light of it. But the truth is, is that I thought it would, I, all of a sudden I kind of fell into it. And I became a uh, professional uh, horse trainer as well. That's 15 years ago. And I was still acting and I was still producing and still doing things like that. So um, it keeps me young. It keeps me really fit. So I ride competitive horses and whatnot I trained dressage in California and um yeah and then I still produce I've now I produce and direct I do mostly lately I've been directing commercials and music videos and things like that and I have a film company called McClure Films so yeah kind of doing everything and uh you know I w- I'm going to kind of put this out there because I, I I have a couple of ego questions here for you um okay uh, you know, the icon made a, a couple of collector's cards for you. What did you think of those? So, the what is it? The uh, collector's card? Well, you know, I made I you that. I... Yeah, I made you that. Uh, I sent it to you on Facebook Messenger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's all good from what I remember. <laughs> You're scaring me now. I just have to look at it again. <laughs> he always well, does. Like he asks the question to everybody. He just you got to feed his ego and say it was fantastic, even though it's you are fantastic. It is fantastic. It's wonderful. You're wonderful. <laughs> You're wonderful. Well, with that being said, uh, we, you know we have uh, Tony McClure here, um, and uh, we got a few minutes here left. Uh, we might go into the. Uh, the next, uh, the next interview cut into them a little bit, but uh, that's okay. Um, Nobody's on the line yet. Now so you mentioned good. that you have. Well, you know, you mentioned that you, you know, you have a production company. Uh, yes. Now, if you, I'm going to throw this out there. If you ever need an extra, uh, like uh, someone that's like entertaining and looks like is like really handsome, uh, uh-huh. I would Call like to Otto. throw my name out there. Yeah, you, or Otto, you have got uh, a deal. <laughs> and I'll tell you, you what, I'll, even, I'll make it one better. I'll, I'll make it one better. If you need someone to get you lunch, you need someone to carry your bags, uh, you need <laughs> someone to shine your shoes, whatever, I'm there for you. <laughs> well, check out my, my, film, my film company website, McClurefilms.com. Ha, 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 I plug that. Um, McClurefilms.com, M-C-C-L-U-R-E-F-I-L-M-S.com. And you can see all kind of fun stuff that I do. We actually produce and direct. I say we, but it's mostly me and people that work with me um, uh, under I direct. So, but like, um, you know, uh, did a lot of bunch of stuff for Fox News Television, got award-winning documentaries and all kinds of good stuff that I've been doing over the years. But, um, you know, we also do really fun stuff too. We're going to do a, um, a music video slash PSA coming up. For um, Dirk Etienne, he's an actually an, an a rock artist from way back in the eighties, um, from with a band called the um, Virgin. If any guys remember them at all, you can look them up. But anyways, he wrote this song that's really cute. It's called Hungry, and it's actually going to be a music video PSA to promote adoption for dogs and things like that. It's just it's, I'm doing this as a, as a gift. It's like a like it's really going to be cute. We have dog actors and everything. So it's going to be fun. I'm doing How that. How do you find these hey, dog yeah. actors? Well, I actually just um, made a call out to a lot of my, on, actually on Facebook, to a lot of my um, production friends, and I got a hold of a couple different people um, that are do this professionally, and we actually having auditions next next Wednesday, and we have all these great dog actors, um, you know, uh, these well, dog actors, you know what I mean? If, they're trained dogs, but they're if really If you're dressed. ever looking for a dog actor, I know a good one. His name's Icon. He well, is Perfect yeah, no, yeah, I knew you were going to pull that on me. <laughs> they're dogs that can act. <laughs> Dog actors. Ouch. Well, I don't know. I, can, I, I have, it might, I be, it might have, be good money for you. <laughs> well, right? I, I, look, I actually have, I, I actually have two sweet little puppies that would be perfect. That's why Homer I'm mentioning Icon. And Jack. <laughs> well, you want to know something truthfully? We are taking, um, I might send you a link, and I don't know if you could share it later. Um, videos, um, I sure will. videos of different people, and they and we're gonna at the end of the music video, it will have all these cute home videos of cute dogs, and Aww. then we're gonna be promoting a couple different websites like Life Animal Rescue and things like that at the end. This is just oh, wow. like a little fun passion project that I'm doing, so That's cool. it's cute. <laughs> uh, we have well, uh, time say, course our guest here. Yeah, a uh, time course our guest here. We're, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here in a few seconds. Uh, so uh, I know you just mentioned it, but uh, if uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? 
Um, I have Coach. Instagram uh, at Tony McClure. Then uh, Facebook um, at McClure Films is probably the best way to reach me. And um, McClurefilms.com is my uh, website. And even though it's my film production, you can still reach me uh, there. And, um, yeah, so I don't know, Twitter, at Tony McClure, <laughs> T-A-N-E-M-C-C-L-U-R-E. Uh, yeah. But thank you guys so much. I, this was fun talking to y'all. And um, I don't know. I, I, I'm looking forward to your guys' success as well. And uh, hopefully you'll be willing to uh... – the, the, if you have a big, uh, the next time you have your big, mo- uh, big movie coming out that you want to promote, we'd love to have you back on, and uh, hopefully you'll be willing to send us some autographs, some giveaways, and uh, I will do that. Uh, could... I will be sending you some autographs, and actually, when my sweet little music video PSA comes out, it's going to be darling. Uh, so I'll make sure to bug you guys about that. Excellent. Well, we will definitely awesome. have you back on again to talk about that. Uh, our doors are always open, and. Uh, you you have my number, uh, and I thank you for not changing yours, even though I've called you so many times, uh, and not having yeah, your finger on me. Now. I appreciate it. You're awesome. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on the show. Movie. Thank you so Not even clear, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, yes, it was oh, great. Was and great. Uh, Yeah. No, I was going to ask. Uh, I didn't get a chance, but we're doing the Florida-Virginia game here, so I didn't get a chance to ask, but um, – who has the bigger ego, Homer or, or Jack? Homer. Homer's Homer? Got, Homer's got the bigger ego. Homer's such a sweet fur baby. Now, I've never seen a picture of Jack, but I see all sorts of pictures. I love, Granny loves Homer. I love Homer. I think he's a cutie. Yeah, he, he is a great dog, you know, and uh, both my dogs are actually rescue dogs. So uh, Which one is uh, wh- Which one is selfie dog? Homer. Uh, that's uh, Homer. Nope. Okay. So, yeah, half uh, Dachshund, half uh, Chihuahua, actually. Oh, that's an interesting mix. See, I think that's the kind of mix that my son's dog, Mysterio, is, is half Dachshund and half Chihuahua. But he looks like the color of a German Shepherd, but he's got that long nose like a Dachshund does. But he's got the he's got the temperament sometimes of a Chihuahua, but he's a good dog. He was a rescue dog from the shelter back in 2011. So uh, yeah, so our, our next guest should be calling in here soon. Uh, so uh, let me know when he's on. Um, All right. So uh, I want to let pe- people know what we got coming on uh, next week. Uh, we have uh, uh, Jared Parsons Wrestling Television. Uh, He's going to be on with us, uh, and uh, I know that Audubon Clutch will be joining us again next week as a co-host. We appreciate that. Uh, we're going to have uh, Misty Heat. He's going to be bringing in the heat, and we have the Arkansas Girls Wrestling uh, High School team on with us. Uh, a lot of these girls that are on this team, a little background about it, uh, have had some uphill battles, and uh, they turned to sports uh, to get over those, so... They're going to uh, talk to us about that. So it's going to be great. So anyway, uh, you know, like, and while we're waiting for our next guest, it's like, uh, you know, we, we've had, you know, we are a wrestling show and we, we will not ever waver from that. But uh, the thing about this is, 
we get guests that other people don't get. I mean, we branched out. I mean, the WWE on WrestleMania, what do they have? Don't they have singers and actors and actresses? So do we. Yeah. It all ties in together. You tell them, Icon. And it's, it's, it's a great thing, you know. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so, uh, so big swing. Let me know when our guest is on, then we'll uh, get to it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just awaiting the, uh, awaiting the intern to, uh, to text me here. All right. Um, nothing's on yet. So, how's that game going, uh, big swing? How's the game going right now? Is Florida up? Yeah, Florida's up 33-21, and Virginia's just doing an interception in the red zone. So, man. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. So if you had money on that game, uh. You know, and you had Virginia. That's probably the wrong move. Um, but uh, Icon, you got a big game coming up pretty soon, don't you? The North Dakota State Bison. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Sa- uh, Saturday, as a matter of fact, against uh, James Madison. James Madison. And, uh, yeah. We will, we will definitely be taking them out. Um, is it a home game or is it a neutral site location? Well, it's in Frisco, Texas, so it's a neutral, but. Uh, are you going down there? Uh, for us, nah, well, thinking about it, but uh, Frisco is pretty much a home game for us. We call it Fargo Dome South is what we call it. Uh, uh, okay. And it okay. really well. So uh, it's really uh, the only one of my teams left that, uh, well, the Vikings are still in it, but uh, who knows what will happen to them. I mean, Ohio State got screwed this week, and so it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the Clemson-Ohio State game, but uh, uh, there's there's a lot of uh, – it was a what-if game. I mean, I'm not going to hash out everything, but the, the one thing I noticed, though, is their, their quarterback looked a lot like uh, the guy from uh, the new Star Wars, uh, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, what is it? Kyle uh, – Kyle Ray or whatever his name is, the Michael uh, Jordan, the dark side guy. No, no, on Star Wars. Um, uh, what the guy who plays you know. um, guy who plays Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kyle Ren. Yeah, it looks just like him. The quarterback of Clemson looks like him. Uh, yeah, I mean Kylo Ren has uh has uh Adam Driver. By the way, is who you're thinking of. He has darker hair than him, though. In fact, you know who he reminds me of? Quarterback of Clemson. Reminds me of, have you ever seen Remember the Titans? He reminds me of Sunshine. Yeah, uh, that's true. Hey, uh, do you guys remember what happened 10 years ago tonight? What was that icon? In wrestling history? Wrestling oh, Hitman Hart returned to Monday Night Raw. What? Yeah, ten years ago today. I didn't catch that first part. What was that? Bret Hart returned to Monday Night Raw ten years ago. Oh my, that's cool, huh? That's it's how cool the to him. started. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with our guests. Hopefully, they uh, they call in soon, or else well, we'll just keep. Well, I'm chatting. sure you guys will get a big kick out of this. I flipped over to the tail end of Monday Night Raw. You know, the wedding. Yeah, and I saw the first, ending of that it, too. And it first it first got stopped with Lana's first husband coming out, <laughs> and then it got stopped with supposedly Bobby Lashley's first wife coming out, and Lana took her out, and Bobby Lashley took out you know the first the first husband, but then this blonde comes out. And says, how could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? Blah, 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 blah. And Bobby says, I've never seen that woman a day in my life ever before. And she came out and supposedly had been having a relationship with Lana. (laughs) And her and Lana were going at it. and, And they were beating each other up in the ring. And they had to come out and break it up. And then guess who popped out of the wedding cake? Rusev. Rusev, and he took out Bobby Lashley, and then the blonde-headed bimbo came back in, and that's how that's how it ended. So the wedding never got they they never got um, through with the wedding. <laughs> My husband was sitting well, there know, laughing it, his head off, laughing his head off at that. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. You know, uh, you know, you mentioned that Rusev popped out of the uh, the wedding cake. You know, uh, I remember this one time uh, I was at a a bachelor party, and I met a midget. She popped out of a cupcake. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I missed the button. The, I had well, the button. Well, well. I, I had it, but Where I, I the... right here. <laughs> so I got yeah, the, the no, show. Lana, um, Lana the, got the, her the, face the... smashed in the wedding cake too. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Icon, the show that Otto is going to be hosting here, um, I was just wondering, is the first guest on that show going to be Tombstone Jesus? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, he's one not, of he's not on the card? Gonna be on, uh, no, one of the guests that's going to be on that show is going to be... Matter of fact, if I can look it up here real quick, I got to go. We to know my Maverick notes. might might hijack it, but you know. Well, yeah. Well, uh, hey, uh, yeah, Otter, you think you can get um, you think you can get Maverick to uh, show up for that show? Oh, absolutely! I think he would love to drop on in, budge the towers, and and spit his piece on the whole situation. I think he's always down to talk. Now, Otto, tell us this. Uh, yeah. Did you have a did you have a podcast or a show type of format? Um, was that something that you were already in the works and, and planning on, or did you get the idea after being on our show and sort of seeing how, how the structure is? Well, I kind of like everyone. I feel like anyone in the business, they should have that drive to want to, like, see what other people are doing. And, of course, all the other, you know, wrestlers out there, a lot of people have podcasts. And so I think it's just something that just it is the way of the – the 20s, how we're going to be going into the roaring 20s, people are going to be doing more podcasts. You're going to get more wrestlers doing that. That is something I've always kind of wanted to do. Even before I got became a wrestler, I, before then I always wanted to do a podcast. So it just kind of all worked out in its, in its weird, uh, weird way where, you know, we're going to make that happen. 
Awesome. And, uh, I'm with it. Yeah, I'm totally I with it. Yeah, I can't. I came up with the name, and it's a great name, and it's. I hate know, the name, I, I, Icon. Um, Let's shoot hard on the air. I hate the name. <laughs> We're gonna get wild on the air. No, the name is terrible. In the clutches is not a good name for the show. There could be. I, I could give better suggestions than that, but that's for another day. Right. Well, the thing is, uh, that's what it's. Uh, that's what it's. Uh, that's what we're telling people it's called. However, uh, just be, just in case we're being trolled by a certain uh, moron in Winnipeg, we don't want to give him all my ideas because he's already stolen. Uh, we've already dropped this guy's name the second time tonight. No one in New York City wants to hear about the guy in Winnipeg. No one in North Carolina, how about, no one in California. How about Let's we call not it even talk Army. about him. Otto's right. Army. There's yeah, for for for, for his. Tool. For all of his guests, Otto's Army, um, or or uh, uh, the Von something. Let's see, it's Otto Von Clutch. So something with Von, and I'll think of it in a minute. It's late, and I'm trying to do double duty. But usually, uh, I, I had to come up with, you know, I have to come up with show names all the time because we're constantly switching co-hosts and all that stuff. So well, I, I, what, so I do want to let everybody you know. Ought to know. Uh, well, my sports yeah, show here in the morning. Go. Yeah, I, I yeah, I like that one too. Actually, my uh, my sports show in the morning is um is uh, see my my co-host is Jeremy Bloom, and my last name is 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 McSwiggin, so it's Chris McSwiggin, which is yes, 100% Irish. So uh, we had uh, Swigs and Bloom, which was which was pretty um pretty standard, but that that's what they like to do. They like to use names and play, you know, like Mike and Mike and Swigs and Bloom. But uh, I, I had a show when I was working in Springfield, Massachusetts. Well, the average Joe show, and and the average Joe show was was pretty cool too because we were just uh, the show was structured around instead of having your traditional sports talk format, it was just guys who were talking like they would sitting around the bar talking about sports. It it, it was that kind of setup, and uh, you know, so so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I Tom, the, the name, I mean, it's it's obviously it's going to be Otto's show, so he's going to have you know he's going to have carte blanche on that. Uh, but it's, it's we got we got time. It, it's it's Granny not so much. Granny we show. Got time. Well, it's Granny <laughs> Show too. It's Granny Show too. But you know, I, I think Granny's pretty easygoing. So she is. She's a sweetheart. Well, you know, I, I well, you know, I used to I used to host a podcast myself, guys, several years ago. I uh, you know I I called in as a guest and then I became part of the show and then I actually hosted the show and then I had to step down because of health issues. So, but I would run the switchboard for you know the host and but we haven't done that show in probably probably five or six years. So I mean, and uh, as long as we got a little time here, I want to let everybody know who's coming on next week. Uh, we have uh, Victoria first Redstall. show of 2020, by the way. Yeah, we have uh, Victoria Redstall. You know, she's been a guest on with us before. Uh, you know, she's a uh, she's a great movie actress, and uh, right now she's doing a lot of uh, political stuff. We don't usually get political on the show, but we might touch it a little bit, but not too much. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Barrington Hughes. Now, this guy is uh, what you would call just a big son of a. Anyway. And uh, we also have uh, David uh, uh, Farmore, uh, and this guy, uh, I know, he, uh, he, the, 
he kind of reminds me a lot of Kane, uh, and he's going to be on with us. Oh. So it's it's going to be interesting next week. Okay. So, and then in uh, you know two weeks, of course, we got who I mentioned, uh, uh, Arkansas girls wrestling. We have Misty Heat and uh, Jarrett uh, Parsons will be on with us as well on the thirteenth of January, and uh, coming up the twenty seventh of January, uh, the Icons birthday show, as a matter of fact. Uh, which is going to be really, really interesting. I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to let anybody know oh boy. who is going to be on. All, all the guests are going to be on, but I will let you know that if you ever saw the movie Liar Liar, one of the actresses from that movie is going to be on this show. So. Yep. Uh, she had all of 35 seconds on in the movie, but it, it was a memorable scene. So, I think you guys will enjoy it. So it it will be great. So I don't I don't know what happened to our guest. I mean he did confirm, and uh, I've told him to call in. So I don't know what the issue is with that. Uh, the thing is I booked him last March. I booked him a year ago. You know. Oh. That's all right. Sometimes things yeah. happen, Icon. You know. Things happen. You it just is, never know. It, and it is it is the holiday season, Icon. You know. I mean things could have happened. That it is. You know and. And tomorrow, you know, is the last day of 2019, you know. We're going to be coming into a new uh, decade, everybody. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, uh, uh, I'm going to let you guys know what my plans are for tomorrow, and then you guys can uh, tell me what yours are. But uh, I'm actually doing a wrestling thing tomorrow. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when we had uh, um, – the uh, the burlesque dancers from Fargo here on with us. Do you remember that? The mm-hmm. uh, yes, oil wrestlers. Okay, yep. well uh, they ha- they're having an event tomorrow. Uh, apartment Wrestling Federation. Uh, the Apartment Wrestling Federation ladies are going to be taking on the burlesque dancers uh, in uh, in a wrestling match. Wow! And uh, the icon is going to be their ringside. Uh, Passing out uh, 10s and 9s and 8s and uh, probably some 20s and some 30s and uh, maybe even a few 50s. That's what I'm doing about it. All right, can any of you guys beat that? No. I'm just gonna okay. be at the Moose Lodge. I'm just gonna be at the Moose Lodge. My husband and I are gonna be at the Moose Lodge for our New Year's Eve dance. I'm gonna be taking tickets at the door for for the dance and dinner, and we're gonna have all sorts of fabulous food tomorrow night. And so that's what I, that's what Granny's gonna be doing. And then, of course, Thursday. This is the fun week that starts for Granny this week because my son's getting ready to have his first eye surgery Thursday on the second. So I will be next week. I will be down at my son's apartment doing the show because I'll be taking care of my son for pretty much the whole month of January. So. So. well, you know, I'll tell you, I, I, I hate to, I hate to brag, but you guys know I'm going to anyway. But um, <laughs> of course, you know, uh, we don't have the notoriety as some of the uh, other podcasts out there, like Stone Cold's podcast, and, and I'm well, obviously, I mean, it's Stone Cold. 
you know, we don't have like Jericho's. We don't have uh, like JR's. We don't have like Brother Love. Who's show, the one? What's uh, the one that's on uh, that's on Sirius uh, XM that has like Bubba Ray Dudley and all that on it? Busted Open. Yeah, Busted. I like yeah, that Busted one a lot. Open, yeah. I listen to that one a lot. I, I like that one. And uh, you know, uh, hopefully. Uh, you know, I have the, I have the drive. We all have the drive to get it done. Hopefully we can find ourselves on satellite radio, but, uh, switching over to this new format from blog talk radio, um, uh, we'll get more notoriety, which will get us, uh, to be picked up by more, um, uh, by more entities. So, Sounds exciting. Uh, but anyway, back to what I was saying, uh, you know, we don't have the notoriety of those shows, but we do have a lot of traction. And one of the individuals that helped us with that was uh, Brandy Garvin last week. All her fans were listening to uh, the show. She went Facebook Live when she was on with us. And it was very, very interesting. And uh, Otto, I think you know who she is, uh, from what I understand. Uh, you know, she said that uh, you're kind of like a cute server uh, server boy or something like that. That's right. She knows. And we we both came to the agreement on the comparison on uh, what you look like. What is that? You look like uh, you you kind of look kind of reminded of Owen Hart. In your I've, look. Gotten, I've gotten that a few times. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, no, you know, it's he not. Was, no, uh, no, it's not. But how I told you know when Vince Russo, when I seen him at the last show in Salt Lake, he said, "Oh my gosh, you look. You know, you probably have heard this before, but you look just like Owen." And I said, "I know, uh, I know." And that's, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, it's a great compliment, but at the same time, how could you ever be like you know compared to someone as as good as Owen? You know, he was he was a yeah, but you're not a nugget. Not, I'm not a nugget. Uh, by the way, speaking of, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Vince Russo. Uh, hopefully, uh, the next, if you ever see him again, you can pass him my number. Oh, absolutely, bro. Yeah, I would love uh, Vince Russo. He, he, I, and the reason, the reason for that um, uh, is because I mean, obviously, the show is called Attitude Era Live. It was my favorite era. It's what I grew up on. Uh, I think it was was Icon's favorite era as well, although I could be wrong. Uh, and, and the Catalyst to the whole attitude era. The reason why it was so badass the way it was, not only was the talent, you know, uh, amazing, but it was, it was Vince Russo's story writing. So I would love to be able to talk to him. And, uh, we are big fans of his. And, uh, Oh, by the way, I gotta let you guys know, uh, in March, when she moves back from the UK, uh, we're going to have, uh, Jeannie, uh, Jeannie, uh, Clark, uh, AKA Jeannie Williams with us. Uh, she's going to be on the show. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, she uh, her husband was a wrestler, but he, he wasn't very well known. Uh, uh, her ex-husband is a guy by the name of some unknown wrestler named Stone Cold Steve Austin. Of course, she's going to be on with us. You guys ever heard of that guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, no, I haven't. Hey, I got, we have a... We have a uh, a seven one four number on. Is that who we're looking for? No. Oh, well, we have a seven one four. 
Yeah. So oh, all right, seven one four number. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put them on and then jump over. I got final thirty eight seconds of this game, and then I gotta go to go to the, all the post game stuff. But I'm gonna put them yeah, on. Right. Uh, so 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 caller seven one four number. Uh, what's up? Are you speaking to me? <laughs> this is Tattoo Girl. Can you Tattoo Girl. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Oh, yeah, I got to the favorite place in all time of the Attitude Era Live. I had to call him. Yeah, I, I knew as soon as I saw where the area code was, I had an idea. <laughs> yeah, somebody decided to give me an idea, too, so I figured I'd follow it. <laughs> How's my favorite girl, Granny Holster, doing? And I'm good, Brandy. How are you? How are you? How are you guys? I'm good. Staying warm? Oh, yeah, it was a little breezy today in Arkansas, but not bad, so... Not bad. It's definitely getting colder over here in Cali. No doubt about that. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is a, a tattoo girl, as a matter of fact, as, as she's uh, well known by. Um, uh, you know, you, we do know that you know uh, Otto Von Clutch, but uh, what would you guys train together, or is he teaching you the ins and outs of the business, or... Uh, What's going on with you guys? We no, she <laughs> yeah, just we she did an interview. <laughs> she interviewed me in the Royal Hawaiian in Maverick uh, about yes, I would say I about a month and a half ago. Yeah, no, actually in November by Thanksgiving, yeah. So that's how we know. I was doing the interview with you guys, and I was looking around. I seen that she was doing interviews, and uh, <laughs> that's how we met. Yes, definitely. But and now uh, so now, uh, <laughs> so well, is there a is there a possible? I'm going to interview both of you guys now that, uh, we're, and then Granny can chime in here too. We got uh, we got about uh, 18 minutes before they kick us off uh, for the end of the year. So uh, now, do you guys have plans on uh, possibly wrestling each other, or maybe teaming up, or? Becoming I, like the I uh, absolutely the, asked him though. I asked him. <laughs> I actually asked Otto if he knew the possibility of wrestling anybody with an amputee type, and he actually said yes. And so that got my attention right there. So I thought that was like probably one of the coolest moments <laughs> for me to meet him. And so, yeah, I've actually asked him if he can possibly help me out and uh, yeah. make some wonderful moves doing it more. And I've told. And I've told her that there's some great places to go, like Knox Pro Academy in Van Nuys. That's where I would suggest for her to go. <laughs> is uh, Rakishi's Wrestling School over there in the Valley? It is very, very good. I would say one of the most elite in uh, California. And uh, also, there's you know the Stoner Bros. They have a dojo in Oakland, but I mean that's way too far. So I would definitely recommend for Tattoo Girl to go to Knox Pro Academy. Yep, I've heard that from you before. So yeah, I believe you. You know, you know what's interesting, guys, is uh, you know you mentioned Rikishi. We had his on on with us last week. Yes, yes, the on Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, Lynn, yeah, yes. And and I still can't pronounce the last name correctly either, but uh, (laughs) you know. 
I'm Norwegian. We I have trouble with that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I'll, 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 I'll let you guys know also, uh, and uh, Brandy, we do thank you for calling in. We're just going to have you hang with us here, and then we're going to ask you some more questions. Sure. But uh, the response that I got from you being on the show last week was just outstanding. <laughs> it was amazing. I still can't believe that. That is unreal. Thank you guys so much for all of that. I am just totally, totally moved by <laughs> the responses and everything. They're just, uh, just overwhelming, and, and thank you, guys. Thank you guys so very much. And, uh, you know, another uh, uh, guest that uh, is a potential that we're probably going to have on with us, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this guy, uh, but uh, he's been in a couple Hollywood movies. Uh, he's been in he's been in the ring before. Uh, he goes by the name of Terry Funk. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that individual. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> you can't be part of wrestling without hearing that name. So uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I'm working on getting him, and uh, uh, I, I'm also going to let everybody know here real quick. You know, uh, the icon kind of got himself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, oh with, boy, uh, an individual uh... here. Uh, well, you know, uh, we had uh, Cynthia Taser on with us, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, I, I forget. But Yeah, I think it was uh, like a month now. Yeah, uh, you know, she holds the title of uh, Miss Pole Dancer 2018, Miss, uh, uh, Miss Strip Tease 2018, Miss This, Miss Wait, That. Wait, I thought that was Brandy's show. title. No, no, no. I was going to uh, say yeah, right. Granny, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, guys. I don't think so. I caught you that one time. You know it was me. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> uh, actually, hey, Icon. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, I might need you for a party, by the way, down the road. Just so you know. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's fine. I, I'm available. Uh, I need you to dress, anyway, like, dress like a uh, cop, and then you can just, you know, I'll put some techno on, and you can break it down. Right. So anyway, uh, uh, one of uh, uh, Cynthia's competitors uh, had sent me a message on Facebook and uh, had mentioned to me that uh, you know you have uh, this that you know you have you had her and everything, but uh, uh, you know why don't you have the current champion of all these titles? I said I don't know who is it, and uh, the individual said, well it's me. So, uh, to make up for it, to keep peace, I'm going to have this individual on with us as well. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. Right. So, and uh, if anybody, uh, I'm going to put this out right now. Anybody listening to the show right now, uh, if you happen to be in Fargo tomorrow night, uh, North Dakota Apartment Wrestling Federation uh, will be bringing in the new year at uh, Rick's Bar tomorrow. Tickets are on sale. You go to uh, uh, NWAWF on Facebook. Uh, they'll be at Rick's Bar. Tickets are 15 bucks, <clears throat> And uh, the icon is going to be there. So uh, if you want autographs of the icon, I'll be signing. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, I got the coolest Christmas gift ever from the love of my life. She got me a deluxe, get this, a deluxe 36-piece uh, Sharpie set with 36 different colored Sharpies that I can sign different colors for my fans, you know? All right. Uh, so, Can't say you ran out yeah, of ink so then. You, 
Uh, I won't, yeah. <laughs> Just don't sniff them when they're out. You, you, you might, you know, like it too much. <laughs> right. So it's it's going to be fun. I, uh, I, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, signing autographs from people, you know. That is like the best uh, part for me. Well, yeah, you know, it's like, well, you know, Otto, I mean, uh, I'm going to ask you this, and uh, uh, Granny, I, I know you wouldn't have the answer to this. I'm going to ask you guys all. We got, well, we got 10 minutes here before they kick us off, but uh, I'll start with Otto, then we'll kind of go around the room. Uh, Otto, what was it like when someone first asked you for your autograph at the show? What was your thought on that? What did, what did you, how did you feel about that? How what was your feel, thought? Uh, I mean, it just, I guess it was just something I, ever since I was a little kid, I always dreamed that that was going to happen. So when it did happen, it wasn't like, just, you know, it's, it's humbling. It definitely is humbling, you know, and it yeah. makes you feel good. And uh, who doesn't want to feel good, right? So it was, it was a nice, uh, humbling Brandy, experience. Brandy, how about you? Have you uh, been uh, hit by the autograph bug yet? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> for for the past eight years. Um, the very first one came from an eight year old little girl and I was nothing inside the ring, but the whole place knew who I was and for some reason all the kids just wanted to take pictures more with me than the wrestlers and uh that was an interesting day, I can say, for a championship uh, Hollywood there. And I've loved it ever since. Now, Grady, I know you've given some autographs in your day. Yes, I have, and actually, you know, I mean, I, I have, I, I every time I have somebody come up and ask me for my autograph, I, I, I'm still very humbled by it. You know, I, I remember the first time this little kid came up and asked me and says, Granny, I want your autograph. I said, well, honey, I said, I'm not a wrestler. And he says, I don't care, Granny. I love the way you <laughs> holler at those bad guys. And I mean, we were at a, we were at a CWA show um, back in January of um, 2019. We were down in Maumelle, Arkansas. And my friend, um, he was going to tag team with his partner, Alan Steele, and Alan could not make it from Memphis because Jerry Lawler was supposed to have been at that show, and they both got snowed in in Memphis. So mm-hmm. Barry, Michael Barry, had to wrestle with um, another, you know, tag team partner. And this guy asked this girl, she said, well, are you ready for some great wrestling? And she says, yeah. She says, I'm here to see Granny. And I'm like, you know, and so like this guy, his name's Matt Boyd, and and I was go, we were going through the meet and greet, and he says, Granny, I know I have just met you, and I know you're pretty popular from the stories that I've heard from everybody around here, but do you have your own fan club? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he says, well, I was talking to this one girl, and, and, you know, she was that, I was asking her if she was ready to see some great wrestling. She says, well, I'm here to see Granny. And he's <laughs> like, well, who is Granny, you know? And I mean, <laughs> you know, and I still, to this day, I still have people come up, people I don't even know. Can we get our picture with you? Can we get your <laughs> autograph? I mean, you know, and I'm like, 
I'm just a fan, just oh, like you. you. But it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to these people. Yeah. And yes, I, they're, they're diehard, caring I, people in the world. Thank God. Well, you know, <laughs> and I and I I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, you know, I mean, I had a little boy when um, I first um, when WFC, I, I had I wanted a WFC shirt with the WFC logo, wrestling for a cause logo, with my name Granny Holkster on it, and I had a little boy come up and ask me. Says Granny, do you sell shirt? Do you sell T-shirts? And I said, Well, baby, no, I I don't. He said, Well, I love that T-shirt. And I said, Well, thank you. And you know, and guys, I still got my original. What you gonna do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you shirt? I still have that. I still wear that. I love it. I gotta see a picture this, of that. You gotta send this, it to me. And this gimmick name, this gimmick name, I have probably had close to. Probably close to almost 25 years now, guys. I mean, close to 25 wow. years since I've had this gimmick name. And I never thought... You don't happen to have the shirt made of rubber, do you? And, like, sometimes you rip it off in no, fits of rage? No, 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 It's still a very... It's still in very good condition. I mean, you can't see some of the... And, I mean, it's filled with, it's filled with autograph signatures. Some of the signatures, oh, you know, have so kind cool. of faded over the years. But, I mean... I told my husband, I said, when I when it comes Granny's time to go to that big wrestling ring in the sky, you either better have me in my shirt or have that have that in my casket with me or something, you know, because I mean and and my my one wrestling friend, his fiance was she says, Well, Granny, I don't like talking about this, but when that time comes, we're gonna have to rent the B O K in Tol- here in Tulsa just to get everybody in the building for the memorial service. Granny, you know? um, I, I hate to be the one I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but uh when when the day does come, um we're going to uh we're gonna have you in that shirt. But then over the over the top of that shirt, we're gonna have a Baron Corbett T-shirt. No, you're not. Oh my God. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. No, Big swing. no absolutely not. I, and rip it off. Hey, hey, <laughs> Big Swing, I will come back and haunt you, my friend, if you do that to me. And I, yeah, I hear you. But, I, but 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 really quick, guys, I gotta I gotta share this story with you. Right. I was at a I was at a state convention um, in Little Rock a couple years ago for our for our Moose Lodge, you know, and I was sitting there with um, our deputy grand regent and the women's official visitor and the man's official visitor and uh, Donna's husband and our our territorial manager, and we were all sitting around having dinner, and you know, traditional championship wrestling they used to do TV tapings, and so when they ran in Arkansas, so. I was in a lot of those episodes when they were in Fort Smith, Clarksville, Nashville, when I went to Nashville to see TCW. I was in a lot of those episodes. And so my friend, Donna's husband, was sitting there talking to me, and he says, I know you. And I said, well, Buck, I said, of course you know me. He says, no, that's not what I mean. Because they still show the old TCW reruns down in the Little Rock, Arkansas area on TV. And he says, I was sitting there watching TCW one night, and they showed this lady in this yellow Granny Hulkster Queen of TCW shirt. And they showed a close-up of her face, and he says, it was you. And I and and so my our official visitor, she was from she's from Colorado, and her name was Sandy. And she says, well, you know, wrestling is fake, right? 
And Beth and I looked at each other and we said, we said, oh, (laughs) and she says, did I say something wrong? And so I proceeded to show her pictures on my phone of me in my granny shirt. Well, when I went to Las Vegas in June for the international convention, when I went to get my star recorder degree and they were going to announce that I had been selected to represent Arkansas to be deputy uh, grand regent for cool. Arkansas for the women right and, uh, women in the moose, which I will which I'm in the process of planning for the convention and our conference in February and August of twenty twenty in Little Rock. I'm in the process of doing that. But um Cool. My one friend my one wrestling friend, he had to retire from wrestling because his MS came back. Uh, multiple sclerosis mm. came back and he had to retire from wrestling. And his name's Tom mm-hmm. Snow. And he um, he says, well, Granny, he says, you got to do one thing for me. It's not going to take much effort on your part. But he says, you need to wear your original Granny shirt to Las Vegas and have somebody take a picture of you and send it to me. And so I, I posted, you know, Granny Holster in Las Vegas. Las Vegas will never be the same. I'm t- I, Granny Holster taking Las Vegas by storm, you know, never yeah. be the same. And mm. so um, I took my, I had my shirt with me, so I showed Sandy my my shirt. You know, I said, this is the pictures that I, and she's one of the ladies from Moose International. <laughs> I, we were at either, it was either after the one of the women's meetings or the 25 club party. I don't remember when she said this to Jan, but she's just, Jan, we have a WWE superstar amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> And I, had, I, I get mistaken for things like that. Well, you know, and 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 I have and I I have a friend. I have a very good friend that did a lot of independent wrestling. He's retired from the business, but he he posted on my Facebook page one day. He says, "Granny, he says it's pretty good when you get a better pop and are more recognizable than most professional wrestlers." Yep. And he says, and I yeah, say that as a, a compliment. <laughs> I say that Absolutely. as a compliment towards towards you. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, I and and I got this nickname from a coworker of mine. You know, when I when I worked when I when I worked. I mean, I said, why are you calling me that? And he says, because you love wrestling. And you know, and I never. And then my friend made me my original brand shirt. I mean, to this day, just stuck it the out. wrestlers call me Granny, their their spouses call me Granny, their kids call me Granny, the fans call me Granny. I mean, everybody calls me Granny. Oh, yes, call you Granny. I, we call you Granny. Yes. Yes, you call me. I mean, but 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 this is what I'm saying, guys. I mean, I never thought if somebody would have told me. 20 years ago, you're going to get this name Granny Holkster, and you're going to become I mean, I you know, I'm just a fan, guys I just enjoy I just enjoy doing what I do I'm president I'm president of a fan club and a local federation out of Gravit, Arkansas, Arkansas Championship Wrestling They made me president of their fan club That's you know. awesome I, Oh, hey, I, guys I, I, um, I, I I, I, I hate to cut it short, um, but oh, we yeah, have about a minute and fifteen yeah, seconds left, <laughs> and we've got the bowl game. We, we've got the bowl game uh, post game coverage and, and all that fun stuff. So, um, happy New Year to everybody! And, happy New Year, everybody! Uh, yes, you happy New Year from the icon. And you happy might be finding us on Anchor FM next week. 
Uh, there might be we'll, one we'll more Guantanamo on show, depends, but either way, we're kicking out. Have a great we, 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 turn over 2020. Yeah, we ended 2019 with a bang, and uh, hopefully we pick up where we left off. See you next week. Absolutely. Let me go. Dead man walking. You've done it now. Yeah.